Hello and welcome to today's VJ Himong podcast. We are an open access video journal providing healthcare professionals with the latest updates in hematological oncology. In this episode, experts Faith Davies, Charlotte Paulin, and Hearn J. Cho discuss novel targets in 2022, commenting on image resistance, immunogenic cell death, novel treatments for amyloidosis, as well as approaching a cure. Thank you for joining us. We're currently at um, Myeloma 2022, and it's a real pleasure for me to introduce two of my um, colleagues. We have Charlotte Paulin, who is from the Institute of Cancer Research on the Royal Marsden Hospital in London, and we have um, Hern Cho, who is from um, the Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, and is also the Chief Medical Officer for the MMRF. And as you can see, Two of us are dressed quite reasonably, <laughs> and one of us has just co um, completed a 5K run um, for the MMRF, so um, well done. All for and a good so, cause. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining us. So um, can you tell us just a little bit about the, the session we've just come from, because it was really quite interesting. Right, so we had a session that covered many of the important topics for clinical trials in multiple myeloma, including um, combination therapies, uh, mechanisms of resistance to, to different drugs, that are used in multiple myeloma, um, uh, new treatments for amyloidosis, uh, and novel trial designs. So this was a, it covered a, a broad range of topics. It was molecular biology, uh, immunology, and uh, clinical trial design. It was very uh, broad-based, but uh, an important discussion. Excellent. So um, Dr. Bayliss was talking about image resistance. Um, can you just expand a bit on that for us? Yeah. So, I mean, we obviously have a few images that we've been using in the clinic for many years, and then there are some novel um, images or cell mods that have been um, developed and are currently in um, different phases of clinical trials, so CC220 and CC92480. Um, and so he really covered all of our understanding of mechanisms of resistance to this class of drug and whether or not these may be similar or different between the agents is um, potentially left uh, not fully answered at the moment, but um, he has lots of answers and lots of interesting work um, and understanding mechanisms of resistance um, so far. And it was really good because his kind of biology talk was then closely followed um, by Sega Lonel telling us about the latest data with um, 220. Yes, so um, we know that uh, CC220 is active in patients who have um, resistance to the earlier classes of IMIDs, so to potentially uh, resistance to uh, lenalidomide and even pomalidomide um, in the trials. Patients can then respond to, to CC220. It's a more um, potent cerebellum binder and potentially also is able to degrade different neosubstrates um, as well, potentially explaining how it might be able to overcome some of those kind of previous uh, resistance patterns. And then, Hearn, you gave a, a talk, which was um, fantastic, and you, you really linked it well with some of the work that um, Ken Anderson was talking about, about immunogenic cell death. Do you want to expand a little? Yes. Bit? I think we are very fortunate to be in an era where immunology, uh, immunologic strategies for multiple myeloma have borne fruit. And uh, you know, we have the approval of the anti-CD38 antibodies um, to anti-SLAMF7 monoclonal antibodies. We've had two CAR T cells approved 
approved within the last year. Um, and the likelihood is that bispecific T-cell engaging agents are gonna be approved shortly. So we have a wealth of agents that have activity in myeloma. Uh, it seems now that pretty much every approved agent for myeloma has some form of immunologic activity. And so the real challenge now is how do we put these together to deliver curative therapy uh, for multiple myeloma patients? And I would say that um, an intrinsic part of that question is, um, can we give one thing to everybody or do we need to tailor our therapy for specific subpopulations of myeloma patients? And so that draws upon the idea of precision medicine, understanding the genomic landscape of the tumor cells. Um, it's gonna extend to understanding the immune microenvironment of different patient populations as well. So I think we need to understand um, uh, how best to leverage our current uh, repertoire of agents in addition to adding new agents to it. So I think that uh, Ken's talked uh, where he was describing a, a really innovative view of how uh, immunogenic cell death occurs in myeloma cells and, and the pathways that are involved in that. And then Nizar's talk about uh, resistance to um, imids that are intrinsic to the myeloma cells and then uh, potentially uh, how that might be seen in the context of the immune microenvironment and so forth. And, and to, uh, to a certain extent, you know, Sagar's clinical data touched upon that, those questions as well. So I see that we're um, faced with a challenge of, on the one hand, an embarrassment of riches in terms of available agents, but we still don't have broadly applicable curative therapy. So, that, so we need to under, use what we understand about biology uh, to put together novel combinations and sequences. And, and I did purposely um, emphasize sequences in my talk because um, the immune response does not happen all at once. It happens uh, in an orderly progression of events. So understanding that biology and using our agents to mimic that process to maximally uh, mobilize immune response against myeloma, I think, is, is where we're headed. Mm, that's great. Um, I gave a talk um, earlier today about high risk, and, and um, one of the kind of areas I left a little bit open was about immunology and high risk. And I thought it was really interesting that Ken was saying that um, the data that um, his um, amazing postdoc has produced is really suggesting that patients who have high risk myeloma may not be able to undergo this immunogenic cell death. So I think that's another interesting area. The other thing that we kind of talked about was amyloid. It's always the kind of um, forgotten kind of sister or brother in the corner there. And I, I think um, uh, Dr. Lynch had some really kind of novel ways about thinking about treating that as well. Yeah, so I think she presented the two kind of different approaches to trying to treat amyloid. One, thinking about combining new kind of anti-myeloma, what we might think of as anti-myeloma agents, so the daratumumab in combined, combined with their VCD um, study, but then also thinking about trying to target amyloid itself with um, specific antibodies that are currently going through um, clinical trials rather than just the underlying um, plasma cell, if you like. Yeah, no. And it was quite interesting because we keep um, hearing about CAR T cells in myeloma, but there seem to be some kind of equivalents that we might be able to use in um, mammaloid as well. Uh, well I hadn't seen that data before. So, so yes, uh, using uh, chimeric antigen receptors in macrophages mm -hmm. to direct macrophages to phagocytose, uh, amyloid deposits in the extravascular spaces. That's a very interesting idea. I, I found that uh, it, there's a certain poetic uh, justice that 
we are using so many different antibody-based approaches to treat a disease that is characterized by overproduction <laughs> of antibodies. But yes. it's really, uh, you know, every car is derived in part from a SCFE, all the bites have SCFE. So we're using a, a multitude of monoclonal, engineered monoclonal antibody approaches to treat monoclonal gammopathy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think her work wasn't just about CAR-Ts, but also by specific antibodies targeting the amyloid protein uh, specifically. So using both of those different mechanisms too. It does show that there's, a, there's we are looking ahead beyond the first generation of CAR T-cells, the first generation of bispecific redirecting agents. There's actually a number of bispecific agents that are in development that instead of activating T-cells are going after antigen-presenting cells. So in order to bolster that immunogenic cell death antigen presentation step of the immune response. So I'm very interested to see where those next generation agents are gonna go. And then I think the final talk in that session, hopefully I haven't missed one, was from um, Dr. Sam Miguel about cure. I mean, and, and that was really nice kind of putting everything um, together there. Yeah, it was a great overview of um, how to approach cure, where, when we should start treating patients, whether we should try and treat earlier to try and achieve that cure. But I think what um, was also really interesting about putting his talk and then your talk at the end together was that concept, which is perhaps a bit provocative about whether or not we already have all the agents that we need to achieve cure. And it's just about trying to design the best approach to use them. So thinking that we have all of those things already and how should we go about um, organizing that, that treatment approach, um, personalizing it to different patients in different ways is kind of exciting. We think a lot about new drugs and new agents, but maybe we should be focused more on how we use the things that we have um, already. And closing thoughts for us? Well, we, we're thinking a lot about cure these days. I think it's reasonable for people to have optimism that you know, with, for the patients who are being diagnosed now, they may live to see broadly applicable curative therapy. But everybody who practices in multiple myeloma has a handful of patients in their practice who are extraordinarily long survivors, right? So we have a lot of agents uh, that can, by whatever mechanism, which we clearly don't understand well, uh, can, and can confer cures. So that's our challenge, to put it together uh, and uh, develop curative therapy. Okay. And Charlotte, closing thoughts on kind of the biology we heard? Yeah, so I mean, lots of, lots of exciting biology and trying to think about how we can target specific resistant mechanisms to try and um, use those agents best for patients uh, uh, is kind of exciting for me. Lovely. Well, thank you both for joining us and um, thank you for, for listening. And um, I'm sure we'll be coming back to you soon from Myeloma 2022 in Scottsdale. And that concludes today's podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Podbean and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJHimonk to join in the conversation. Thank you for tuning in and until next time.